Hello, this is Stephen Thompson, and welcome to the Stephen Thompson Experience Leadership Tips for the Remote Worker. I am Stephen Thompson, and this is my experience. Well, this season, we are looking at leadership, and we are looking at it through the music of Stevie Wonder, specifically the album Songs in the Key of Life. In this episode, we're going to look at the song Pastime Paradise. You may not be familiar with Pastime Paradise, but back in 1995, the artist Coolio released a song called Gangster's Paradise. And that song was on the Dangerous Mind soundtrack. It featured a sampling of Pastime Paradise. Now, I was thinking most recently, but Pastime Paradise and Gangster's Paradise by Coolio came out 23 years ago. It's hard to believe that. It was that long ago. Now, what's unique about Pastime Paradise is this. There's several things that are very unique about this album and this song. This song featured Stevie Wonder using the Yamaha GX1 synthesizer. What was unique about that is only a few artists even used this Yamaha GX1 synthesizer, but it could simulate a full string orchestra. And this was very very significant because in the late 70s they didn't have machines that could do that you had to hire a full string orchestra now we have keyboards that do this all over the place you could go buy a keyboard that could do this but back then you had to spend over sixty-three thousand dollars to rent or purchase the yamaha gx1 also led zeppelin was also another artist that frequently used this keyboard now the second unique aspect of this song is that it featured a gospel choir from the West Angeles Church of God, and also a Hare Krishna group chanting at the end of the song. Now, this is the first leadership lesson I want to take from this. Innovation and out of the box, those are cool buzzwords. You hear them all the time. I hear them all the time. You go to a conference and people say, we're going to get innovated. We're going to go out of the box. We're going to set the tone. And those are great. They're buzzwords. They excite people. We're going to change the world. We're going to make a difference. But you know what? You need to go a little bit deeper. Okay? Deeper. Innovation and out-of-the-box need to take a physical form. And in this physical form that Stevie Wonder did, getting a gospel choir and a Hare Krishna group together in the same song, they're completely different groups with different belief systems. Using a keyboard that simulates a full string orchestra. This is the concrete manifestation of your leadership. So ask yourself this first question. What does the physical form of change you want to make in your leadership? What does it look like? It has to be something. It has to be an action. I'm reading a great book right now by L. David Marquette. He was a captain of the U.S. Navy. And this book is called Turn the Ship Around. And he's a captain of a nuclear submarine. And he wanted to make change in the way a nuclear submarine was operated. Now, what is very unique about this is that he talks about top-down leadership. And he argues against top-down leadership, which is fascinating in and of itself. I'm a collaborative leader, not really a fan of top-down leadership, but I would think that in a nuclear submarine, you probably need top-down leadership. But he developed a new way of leading on a nuclear submarine. And when he wanted to implement change, well, there was also, there were skeptics. 
At the time, there were 55 nuclear subs that existed in the United States fleet. And people were questioning him. They were questioning his rationale for changing. Why do you want to change the way things are going to be done? And if something goes wrong, the consequences are going to fall back on you. He came up with this concept called the paradox of caring but not caring. And what he, what he said this was that you can care about an organization and you can care about your subordinates, but you don't care about the organizational consequences to yourself. That's a fascinating concept. So if you have buzzwords, you're only at step one. Now look at your leadership. What projects are you working on? Do they have dates attached to them? And do you set a time set aside time to work on them each day. There's a concept I'm saying embrace boring. And boring is sitting down at your desk with markers and pencils if you were an author and outlining your story. That's boring. If you're a musician, that means picking out your instrument and practicing by yourself at home on a daily basis. Insert your profession. Whatever you do, there are things that people don't see. But those things that people don't see are actually the things that are going to move your leadership forward. These are the things that you are doing that are concrete. And sometimes people may look at what you're doing and they may look at you skeptically. But you know what? You do it anyway. Now, this song is broken into two parts. The first part of the song in the chorus are these words. They've been spending most of their lives living in a pastime paradise. They've been spending most of their lives living in a pastime paradise. They've been wasting most of their time glorifying days long gone behind. They've been wasting most of their days in remembrance of ignorance, oldest praise. And he gives a list of ten words. I'm not going to read all ten words for you, but here are three of them that, that stuck out stuck out to me. Four of them, actually. Segregation, which we know is the enforced separation of different racial groups in a country. Race relations. Then mutilation, the infliction of serious damage on something. Exploitation, the act or fact of treating someone unfairly in order to benefit from their work. Now, he didn't read the definitions of the words. I'm just reading those definitions to you to, to emphasize a point. But he gave six other words for a total of ten words and he just said them one at a time he said race relations mutilation exploitation and then he read through all these words and then at the end he said confirmation to the evils of the world so it was interesting that he said that these words were a confirmation of what is evil in the world and it made me think you know race relations and segregation jump out quickly and we think about this song was written over 40 years ago, and we've seen progress in some of these areas, and some of these areas we haven't seen progress. And it made me think about race relations, and I thought about this. I want to share with you, in 1946, the issue of Paget Magazine, Albert Einstein wrote an article called The Negro Question. Now, we're all familiar with Albert Einstein for his theory of relativity, but Albert Einstein also spoke out against race relations in the United States. I want to read to you a particular passage from the essay. This is what Albert Einstein said. 
There is, however, a somber point in the social outlook of Americans. Their sense of equality and human dignity is mainly limited to men of white skins. Even among these, there are prejudices of which I, as a Jew, am clearly conscious. But they are unimportant in comparison with the attitude of the whites toward their fellow citizens of darker complexion, particularly Negroes. The more I feel an American, the more this situation pains me. I can escape the feeling of complicity in it only by speaking out. And there's two points to highlight. One, in the chorus, says you can't spend your day simply thinking in the past. And you can't simply sit by and allow the evils of the world to go unresponded to. And that's what Albert Einstein was saying. He felt the pain of the situation and he felt the need that he had to speak out. He had to respond to this. Now, for yourself, ask yourself in your leadership and on a daily basis, what am I doing in my leadership to contribute to make sure that what I do, how I lead, benefits those who I serve? How do I order my days or even shape my thoughts? Now, there, there are situations where, obviously, there are huge issues. We can look out our door and we can see homelessness. We can look out our doors and we can see murder and sexual harassment and be horrified by those things. And maybe we and ourselves cannot combat those on a daily basis, but there are things that we can. There's probably somebody who you are working with on a daily basis who may have just experienced a loss who may be going through a hard time or got a medical diagnosis and maybe instead of just simply going to them and saying give me something today fill in the blank a report a spreadsheet money a project work alongside to them and ask them how they're doing it goes a long way it's a small thing that you can do in your leadership remember work side by side with people that you lead and the second part of the song is a little bit different. He says this in the second part of the song. They've been spending most of their lives living in a future paradise. They've been spending most of their lives living in a future paradise. They've been looking in their minds for the day that sorrow's gone from time. They keep telling of the day when the Savior of love will come to stay. And then he lists ten more words. And in those ten words he says... Here's a few of them. Consolation, integration, verification. He says consolation, integration, verification. And this is a little more positive. And he concludes that by saying confirmation to the peace of the world. Confirmation to the peace of the world. So he's, he's outlining that we can take steps towards making the world a better place in our leadership. I was reading a book and it was called The Outsiders, Eight Unconventional CEOs and Their Radically Rational Blueprint for Success by William Thorndike. And in the book, Thorndike says that CEOs' main responsibility is to make money for their investors. And it got me thinking, well, geez, if you're just making money for your investors, what does that say about the product that you were delivering? Even when I heard about pharmaceutical companies that they would take a drug like an EpiPen and raise the price on it 
And now people who, who need an EpiPen are now, they can't afford it. But the investors are now making a lot of money because the price of the EpiPen has been increased. Was that for the good of those who need an EpiPen? Or was that for the benefit of the investor probably is a wealthy individual anyway. But then I read about BlackRock. And BlackRock, if you don't know what it is, is an American investment management corporation and it's in New York. BlackRock was started in 1988 as a risk management and fixed income institutional asset manager. Now, BlackRock is the world's largest asset manager. And it has $5.7 trillion in assets under management as of July 2017. Now that's not, it's not unsuccessful. $5 trillion that this company manages. Larry Fink is their CEO. Larry Fink recently wrote a letter to CEOs of America. And you can read this letter online. But one of the things that Larry Fink said is this. To prosper over time, every company must not only deliver financial performance, but also show how it makes a positive contribution to society. Look what he said here. He's not anti-money. He's not saying that every company needs to you know, stop making money and get rid of all of it. He is saying that not only you need to make money, but you're responsible for doing good in the world. Think about working to restore. I want to give you an example about working to restore. We all know in the 80s and 90s, long before that, South Africa went through horrible apartheid. And there was atrocious, atrocious human rights violations done in South Africa. South Africa in the 90s, when Nelson Mandela got out of prison, formed what was called the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. Now, this was a court-like body and was assembled in South Africa after the end of apartheid. And what they did is they put it together and they said anybody who felt they had been a victim of violence could come forward and be heard and be talked to the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. And if you were a victim of violence on either side, you could give testimony and you could request amnesty. So if you did something wrong, you could request amnesty. If you were a victim of something, you could tell your story. And this was considered successful at, at helping South Africa heal and move forward. It wasn't perfect, but it was a step in the right direction. It was a step towards making the world a better place. Now let's zero this in. Let's come in for a landing. What is our challenge for the week? Here's our challenge for the week, and I'm going to list it for you. I'm going to give you three things to do. Examine your leadership. Examine your job. Examine your day-to-day, -day, and look for ways to make a more positive contribution. Here's some questions to ask as you guys go through this activity. What can I do in my day-to-day -day leadership to help others? What can I do in my day-to-day -day leadership to help others? Number two, what future am I preparing for? The past is awesome, but the past can also bring regret, something that you didn't accomplish. Or the past can bring you joy, something that excites you. 
You know, I think about regret. I think about my father passing away when I was in high school. I think about getting bad grades in college. I also think about the past bringing joy. I think about when my son was born, and I think about when my wife and I got married. But the past is not meant to be an end. Remember what Stevie Wonder said at the beginning? They waste their time living in the past, living in a pastime paradise. So don't set up the past as your paradise. It could be something that you are grateful for, but don't live there. Okay? Don't live there. So what future are you preparing for? What future are you preparing for? Number three, start something new. Start something new. The universe isn't through with you yet. Think about that. The universe is not through with you yet. Okay. If you believe in, in God, the Apostle Paul said this, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to the completion until the day of Christ Jesus. That's in Philippians 2.1. And I think that is what Stevie Wonder was unifying, talking about future paradise. So we've got the universe not being through with you. We've been the Hare Krishna viewpoint, chanting at the end of the song. We've got the, the Christian point of view with the gospel choir at the end of the song. We're unifying these principles. They're one and the same that you have talents and abilities in you and it's not over. No matter what you've done, no matter what you did, no matter what regrets you have, no matter what you may feel like you think you have not done, the universe is not done with you. You have talents, gifts, and abilities. Use them. You can use them anytime you want. Write yourself a permission slip. There's an extra one to throw in there. Write yourself a permission slip. I want to do this. St. Augustine also said, Hope has two beautiful daughters, anger at the way things are, and courage to work for change. Don't just get angry. Okay? Angry is a good thing. Anger is your warning light. It's your warning light. It's telling you something is wrong. It's identification. But you got to have courage to work for change. So do two things. They're both beautiful. Both beautiful. Do two things. Get angry at something, at the way things are, and we have the courage to work for it and change it. Einstein ended his essay with the following words. What, however, can the man of good will do to combat this deeply rooted prejudice? He must have the courage to set an example by word and deed and must watch lest his children become influenced by this racial bias. I do not believe there is a way in which this deeply entrenched evil can be quickly healed, but until this goal is reached, there is no greater satisfaction for a just and well-meaning person than the knowledge that he has devoted his best energies to the service of this good cause. You know what? There might not be a quick solution to the problems that you face in your day-to-day -day basis in your life. You may have to walk directly into the mess and you may not see benefits quickly. But you know what? There is no better thing for you to do to walk in the direction of that which discourages you and work towards fixing it, work towards healing it, work towards reconciling it. That is what you can do and that is what is good. Practically, find your Yamaha GX1. Find your choir. Find your Harry Krishnas. Find those practical applications of your leadership and you go out and build the future paradise and act on it. This is Stephen Thompson and this is my experience. Have a great week.